question was sent to me, what are some problems that are overlooked in post-apocalyptic settings? Now, the question is actually a little vague, so you have to decide what kind of apocalypse. But I think really the question is, is like, what are everyday realities we forget about if, let's say, you're creating uh, post-apocalyptic fiction of any type? So like zombie apocalypse, nuclear apocalypse, uh, climate apocalypse, anything that could happen, what are things that people forget about? Now, this reminds me initially of when they showed one of the Call of Duty games to soldiers. And they said, you know, what's unrealistic? Like, forget about the fact that they run for 20 minutes straight, like, without even, like, having trouble breathing. They can sprint full speed and then shoot accurately. Any of that stuff, like, just forgive that. What are other things that maybe we've missed? And the one thing the guy said is, no one in this game twists an ankle. So you're hopping over small walls. You're jumping from one floor to the ground. You're moving really quickly. No one trips. No one twists an ankle. And that was when it really sort of hit me. I was like, yeah, that's actually the kind of thing. It would ruin the game, so you don't want to do that. But it is interesting that this was one of the first considerations. Like, soldiers in a group, they're going to have someone eventually hurt their foot because they're walking, running, whatever. And that, to me, became the first thing. An overabundance of mundane things that can kill you once sort of society breaks down and you don't have access to any of the stuff that you have access to right now. Twisted ankle, your mobility is severely limited. So I was thinking like, you you twist your ankle, you fall down, something like that, and what do you got left? You basically have to stay there until you can walk again. Like you don't get picked up and taken to a hospital. You stay wherever you fell down. Now the reason you fell down might be because you're running from a threat. That means that threat now catches you. And that's it. And you can't really defend yourself. You can't fight back. You're done. And this is a really small thing, a twisted ankle. Maybe if you could run full speed, you could get away. Like, let's talk slow zombies. But if you twist your ankle, you cannot walk. You cannot walk. You cannot walk away from the zombies, even if they're slow. So you're done for. They'll just walk up and catch you. That led me to the variety of injuries I've had in my time doing judo. So I wouldn't be doing judo, but let's say during the post-apocalypse, you would be doing physical things. So I seem to have broken my toe at some point last year. I'm sure I took a picture of it because it was probably gross. But now I have one toe that did not, it's in the middle of my foot. I was a bit just tempted to lift it up to the camera, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, it does not move. It did not heal properly. And think about every injury I've had, like my left hand, my little finger doesn't close all the way because of an injury in judo. Uh, I have a neck, I can't look all the way to the left because of a judo injury. Now these are all small things, but they never healed properly, which limits my mobility. It limits what I can and cannot do. My foot is more likely to get hurt. My hand isn't as strong as it used to be. I don't have peripheral vision all the way over to the left. That's problematic if you're trying to survive in a post-apocalypse. So on TV... They get lots of small injuries. They actually get quite big ones. They get shot and stuff. Uh, They never show that as a decrease in their overall ability or mobility in their lives. And each step down in mobility, in activity, in functionality of your body is a step down in your survivability. So that's actually something to take into account really seriously. Uh, You would have to start taking care of really small things as if they were really big things. So my toes broken. Ah, toes don't really matter. <laughs> Suppose I shouldn't say that, but 
they can't, even modern science, they can't really fix the toe. Maybe they could re-break it and put it back into place or something. But basically, I just have one toe that's fatter than the others and doesn't really move. But that doesn't inf- impact my mobility. That I know of. Maybe five, ten years from now, it manifests in some way. Uh, who knows? But then all these, again, maybe your gait changes. So you don't walk straight anymore. You sort of uh, limp or something like that. You have a hunch and that exasperates pain. That makes your whole life worse. And I assume shortens your life because it increases stress. Now, one of the things they never really talk about is stress. In a post-apocalyptic situation, you do not relax ever again. So when they talk about like in medieval times, people died way earlier, even if they were technically healthy. This might be one of the reasons why, because it was stressful to be alive. You were always under some sort of threat. I guess medieval times might even be a bit generous. Cavemen, because that's what we're being thrown back to, is cavemen with modern sensibilities. Uh, they died real early all the time because they could never sit down and, and relax and you know be at ease. So that your stress is a known factor to your heart and can kill you. So that would take a couple of years off your life easy. So I'm thinking, yeah, physical pain, no more painkillers. We just have to assume there's no more painkillers. So there's no relief from physical pain. So I get headaches because of my neck. Well, that's just the rest of my life that causes me stress and pain, and that would reduce my life overall. The next one is, I wrote down basic hygiene. And that actually relates to the injuries and stuff. So small injuries, uh, like not even like big things like just scrapes and cuts, they can now get infected. And you are not getting medicine to take care of the infection if it does get infected. You are now just going to suffer through whatever that happens. So some form of sepsis, let's say. So I get a little cut in my hand because I'm building something or fixing something. Uh, I don't clean it fast enough. It's not even that I don't clean it. Uh, There's some dirt or something in my body. It gets infected. That infection just gets worse and worse and worse. We don't have antibiotics anymore. Uh, I would just degrade until I die. This is, uh, by the way, not a fun, happy episode. It's actually very difficult to give, to make any jokes. I'm just talking about the different ways people would die if they didn't live in modern society. But that actually basic hygiene, like just keeping yourself clean. Like we wash our clothes. Your clothes are going to get dirty. They, You would need a massive store of clothes because again, we can go back to something that will come up a lot is modern people, for the most part, don't know how to make anything. It's like, I can't, I can sew, I can kind of darn. I couldn't make a shirt. Uh, I couldn't make the material for a shirt. So I would be probably repurposing stuff. I would, if I could find shoes, I would have to maybe rebuild them some way because shoes, I live in Japan. If the apocalypse happened here, I would not be able to find any off the shelf shoes that fit me. So that's the first problem. It would probably be me finding as much footwear as I can, maybe cobbling it together myself, which of course means it wouldn't last very long because I don't actually know what I'm doing, and making some kind of alternate sandal. I bet I would do something like that, get sandals and stuff, and then just kind of like get duct tape to make them big enough. Yeah, I mean, but then I can't run, so I'd have to like tape those to my feet. So I'd end up, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They have a lot of those like, sandals that are bound up to your leg i bet i would have to do something like that get some leather or something stick it to my feet and then wrap it around so that it's tied to my foot so i can run and then twist my ankle and die that way as i said earlier sewage is a problem so again i don't know how to run a sewage system and i assume once these pumps die which would be pretty early on sewage is just going to be a huge problem so you're gonna have to choose a place to poop Uh, there was the last man on earth tv show it was a comedy show and he was pooping in a giant 
pool next door. He put a hole in, in a diving board, would sit on that and poop and just let it build up. But you can imagine what that would end up being after several months of buildup. Uh, you would have poop and then the critters that they attract and anything else that might be attracted to the poop. And you're talking now is disease and infection. This is where that kind of stuff comes from. So, and again, no antibiotics. Uh, we can just assume all the antibiotics were used up in the first month because everyone raided a pharmacy. No one's willing to share. And so that's it. Those get, those get burned through really quick. Uh, and then from fecal matter, and again, just walking around maybe without shoes on. So let's say I could never build myself a pair of shoes. I'm now walking around in a, a field uh, like where cows were. I read a thing a long time ago. It was like basically every square foot of that has parasites in it. So you step on that, the parasites get in your body. And we don't have, I know if you get a lot of parasites, you basically just drink something and it'll kill the parasites and they just like die in your body and you kind of digest them and that's it. So yes, I'm walking around with no shoes on because I couldn't find any shoes. I walk into a, a paddy and I get parasites and the parasites kill me. Would be a really common way to die because parasites, we're just going to assume if I've survived, parasites have survived. That's just a guarantee. When I was nine, I got parasites and maybe my family did too. The theory, the running theory by the doctor was either it was undercooked hot dogs or uh, I was playing with my dog and like he was licking my face or something like that. And the parasites got in my mouth and they got into my intestines. These were like, I think called pinworms or something. And you just put powder into a drink. And I think you had to drink it like two, three days and they were gone. Like we just have that technology now. That's not something that's common though. So I wouldn't know about that if I didn't have to deal with it once in my life. But I also wouldn't know where to get it. I couldn't make it. That's it. I now die of a parasitic infection. Which takes us to the other thing, undercooked food or poorly cooked food or incorrectly cooked food, poorly prepared food. Uh, anything you want to say about that is appropriate. I poisoned myself at least twice in my life. So uh, I remember cooking sausages. Yeah, this was after university I was living. Oh no, this was before university. I was living my own. And it was the first time I had to cook by myself. And I was really hungry. I went home and I cooked sausages and I ate them really fast and they were undercooked and they made me sick and I had to take like two days off. But imagine getting food poisoning when you can't just stay home safe. So post-apocalyptic situations are always demonstrated or shown as being constant peril. Now, I'm not uh, Will Smith in that movie. Uh, I almost said Last Man Standing. Anyways, uh, he had shutters that went down in his house and he could protect himself from the vampires at night. I don't have that knowledge. I couldn't make that happen. I couldn't build that. Uh, I would have to like maybe find a house that I could break into. But if I, again, if I can break into it, someone else can. So I'm in that house. I'm sick for two days, but I'm not getting sort of that instant recovery that I would get from eating good food later because I still have to go out and find food. So now I'm weak and I'm out in the world and I'm trying to survive because of food poisoning. That is problematic. Uh, and again, every step down is a step up on the like, I'm going to die scale. Poison? Ah, my 18th, 19th birthday. All my friends came out and we had Chinese food. And I don't know what it was, probably shrimp. Uh, we all went back to my apartment and we all started to feel sick at the exact same time. And you have to imagine four guys throwing up at the same time is a problem because it's a one-person apartment, basically, a bachelor. There's only one toilet. So one of us was throwing up in the toilet 
and then maybe the other two were throwing up in the bathtub, and then the other one was throwing up in the sink. But it was so gross. Anytime someone would like go, that just set everyone else off, and we all started throwing up again. It was a strangely bonding experience. Like it, it brought us together because we'd survived this thing together. That was interesting. Not beneficial in any way, but it was interesting that we went through that together. And we all kind of felt like we'd been through something. We hadn't. It's not like a war. Uh, so I, I was poisoned twice before I got to university. And both of those times, it was days to recover. And that's not even like a significant illness. Recently, I've developed some kind of allergy to sweet and sour pork. Because I eat sweet and sour pork. I've had it twice. My daughter's actually the one who noticed. And I start throwing up really violently that night. Now, I don't know, we're guessing, in Japan they usually put bamboo in it, maybe I'm allergic to the bamboo, but we don't know. So I'm basically just not eating sweet and sour pork anymore, uh, which is a fine solution. It's just, again, if you think, if I have to go out hunting for food or get stuff to survive, I'm not really going to be successful, which means I'm not eating, which means I get weaker until I just starve to death, which brings us to potable water which is maybe the most important thing. So maybe you can find water sources. You have to know to boil it. You have to know how to filter it. So again, that there's not parasites in there that kill you uh, a week later. So water becomes one of the more important sources. Everyone talks about water like they can do it, but then everyone always just kind of deals with it really quickly. I think actually, because there's a river near my house, I assume it's dirty. So I could boil the water out of there, but I'd actually want to boil it until it was steam and then catch the steam and have it drain into something else. And incredibly labor-intensive process. So would I have time for that? No, probably not. Not if I'm trying to do all this other stuff and survive. So I would have to boil the water and then just take the chance that it doesn't have some particle in it that survived and do my best. So basically, you would have to boil almost everything to ensure that you live as long as possible. Then we get to not being able to fix stuff. So again, I'm a very modern person. I can actually work with software really well. I cannot fix hardware which means any physical thing, so cars I assume would just run out of gas really fast, bicycles, but I would only vaguely know how to, like I could, if a chain came off, I could put it back on, but like the gears break, no, I can't fix that. So that bicycle is basically garbage. I would have to go around trying to find another bicycle. So I assume bicycles would be, until they all collapsed, the primary form of transportation. Uh, which is demonstrating a general lack of knowledge uh, about existence and a general lack of knowledge is something we don't tend to worry about because modern society is taking care of that for us but if I want to know something what do I do I go on YouTube YouTube doesn't exist anymore if I want to learn how to do something I would go on YouTube or the internet or learn from someone else I, there are so many things that are actually quite simple that I just cannot do so I'd be jerry-rigging stuff so they wouldn't be as safe uh, leading more likely to injuries injuries that get infected and I die then we get to an interesting one that I enjoyed. Uh, I just wrote down a bunch. They're kind of random and out of order. But uh, you cannot drink alcohol and you cannot do drugs. Uh, because think about all the dumb stuff you did when you were young and you were drinking. And think about how unaware you were of your surroundings. So again, if we are in a constant state of heightened anxiety it would actually seem like a really good idea to get your drink on 
and have a nice evening and actually like blow off some steam. But then you're more likely to do something stupid like fall in the big poop pool and drown and no one's going to come save you and no one else is going to jump in the poop pool. And if you somehow survive the poop pool and you climb out, you now have that in your mouth again, bacteria, infection, and you die. You're going to get some kind of fever. You're not getting drugs to take care of the fever. You're going to die. Uh, which is another thing, the poop pool and stuff, cleanliness overall and dead bodies. So this has been a post-apocalypse. Let's say we go to the theory that I tend to hold on to that a zombie apocalypse would last about a month before the zombies decompose so much that they weren't actually a threat. They just fall down where they are. Whatever bacteria and stuff is there, but those are just bodies everywhere. So let's say it's like an 80% infection rate. Every 80% of the population of wherever you are turns into zombies. Uh, the last 20% of survivors... 10% of that 10, 10% of that 20%. 50% of that 20% is going to be dead real soon. Just from, again, all these little things like infections and, and uh, not eating good food or whatever. Then you have these bodies rotting in the street. So we don't have equipment. I don't know how to, to drive a, a, you know, a front digger to get all the bodies in one place and burn them. Uh, so you're basically... It's too big a job for one person on their own if you're just taking care of yourself. So you cannot do that. You have to just find a place with where the fewest, the, maybe the lowest population was and stay there and try to live out your days there. And you'd only have to bury or burn a few bodies. But if you're in a city center and everyone got sick and died in the city center, that place is just littered with dead bodies. And that's just, again, attracting rodents, bugs, whatever, uh, then their food source is that there's be this like massive pet pest uh, population explosion for a year as they eat all the dead bodies. Then they die because there's not enough food and now their bodies are rotting, which is probably even worse because they tend to carry diseases. So that's something you have to be worried about as well. Cleanliness, dead bodies, they're the biggest issue that I can think of. Just mentioning doing drugs, though, that actually leads me to lack of knowledge and uh, foraging. So let's say I've got no meat, so I'm going to go out into the forest. There's a forest nearby. And I'm going to try to eat some plants, but I don't know what plants are okay. I find some mushrooms, I eat the mushrooms, I hallucinate, or I get really sick because they're poisonous and I die. You don't, again, everything out there is trying to kill you. And modern society has made it so that we don't have to worry about that. But I don't know what plants are poisonous or what plants are okay to eat. Uh, then we get to something very personal. If you are watching the video, you will notice I'm wearing glasses. My glasses are quite strong. I had a friend who made fun of me. It's like, if we were in this situation and we needed a hunt, I wouldn't be able to hit anything far away because we have to assume my glasses are going to break or I'm going to lose them or something. So I can't see far away, which means I cannot hunt with a gun, even if, let's say we could find guns. Add on to that, I've never shot a gun before, so I'd be incredibly inaccurate with it. So I'm not hunting for food that way. Uh, he was His joke was actually like, if I could get my hands on it, I could probably kill it because I'd done so much judo in my life. But again, I would have to be aware of where it is. I'd have to be able to see it and sneak up on it to get it, whatever we're talking about, a buffalo. Uh, but you can see the immediate problem is anyone who has glasses, those glasses are going to break or get scratched or get ruined in some way so that they can't see anymore. So now they are not helpless, but certainly in a much more difficult situation than they were before when they had glasses, and that was a very easy thing to get. 
since I just talked about catching stuff, fighting it, yes, fighting becomes an incredibly serious thing. So you think, let's say right now you get into an argument with a guy and you get into a street fight and, you know, break some ribs. Uh, but you won the fight. You go to the hospital, they kind of fix you up. Uh, it takes a couple of weeks, maybe 10 weeks to heal perfectly because you're getting cared for. In this situation, the post-apocalypse situation, a guy hits you in the ribs, breaks one of your ribs. It's not going to heal right because there's no one going to be helping you like get a girdle to put it back into place or any things they could do. So you are now stuck with a messed up rib and maybe it's hard to breathe and that impacts your ability to just do stuff throughout the day. So even if let's say you won that fight, you get into a fist fight with a guy and he breaks your ribs, you have messed up ribs for the rest of your life. They're not going to get better. So that's actually fighting, just physical fighting, the stuff you see them do in post-apocalyptic movies all the time. It's a far, far more dangerous thing than just not fighting. So it actually would make more sense if you did not fight at all. I talked about us hunting animals. But there's also the problem of animals hunting you. So uh, humans have encroached on nature you know, forever. Uh, the ability to hunt food has been minimized, but there would be a population explosion of animals, I think. And those animals would not see us as the threat we used to be. I honestly think so like a bear would not have as much, you know, concern about killing us because we're not going to have guns and stuff to fight back. Uh, wolves, dogs, coyotes, but they're hunting for food and you are now a viable source of food. Whereas before you're not because you live in a city. Then we get to a really simple thing. I actually should have said earlier, probably seasonal diseases like the cold or the flu. Now, because there's a lower population, there's lower chance of it spreading. But again, if you think about you get the flu and you're out for two or three days, that's two or three days. You're not foraging for food that might kill you, hunting for food that might kill you. You're not, you don't have anything prepared to help you survive and get over that. So something that knocks you off your back for a week, but you're now dehydrated. And again, our food, our water source is dangerous. You don't have the time to take care of the water to make sure it's clean to drink. So you drink dirty water while you're getting over the flu and you die extra fast because everything dehydrates you. That's actually something, again, people don't think about. Every time you get hurt or sick, every time you feel bad, you're probably dehydrated. And then we get to the last one, which I thought was interesting. This applies primarily to me, but I know it affects a lot of people in modern society, is allergies. So I have seasonal allergies and I take drugs to control them. Uh, I've been quite good during the pandemic because we're wearing masks all the time so it's not getting into my face and stuff as much as it used to but the last few days have been cool i leave my windows open during the day i go to bed at night yesterday at 3 a.m i woke up sneezing and coughing i only lasted for a little bit i took some medicine i went back to bed it's like the only medicine i've taken this week but if you're trying to hide sneezing's bad uh coughing's bad uh but if i didn't have medicine to take i would not have slept well which means today my functioning, my abilities have been reduced. So again, everything that's reduced takes you one notch lower, which is one notch closer to death. So something as small as seasonal allergies increases the risk of you being discovered if you don't want to be discovered. It increases the discomfort you feel, which which increases your stress. It includes, uh, again, I've kind of lost my train of thought. But the stress makes you sick. But then if I'm tired, my allergies actually get worse. So this now becomes cyclical. 
So I have a bad night. I don't sleep well because of my allergies. The next day I'm tired. My allergies are worse. That keeps me in bad shape for the rest of the day. I try to sleep again. I can't because the allergies are worse than they were before because I'm not as strong as I was when I got a good night's sleep. Now I'm in even worse shape the next day. That keeps going. This isn't going to kill me, but it's going to drive up my stress and reduce my ability to get food. I'm probably dehydrated and I can't cook or find any food to eat. Now I am once again closer to death. Now, that was just a little 10, 20-minute thought experiment that I did. But what are things that are overlooked in the apocalypse that could kill you? Kill you? Let's go through the list. Twisted ankle, basic hygiene, infections, parasites, bugs, uh, undercooked food or poorly prepared food, uh, foraging for food, since you don't know how to do that, um, poisoning yourself, you can't fix things. You can't relax. Uh, clothing becomes an issue. Your lack of knowledge. You can't drink or do drugs to relieve any of the stress you have. Seasonal diseases. Poor eyesight. Physical confrontation. Animals and allergies. And I mean, I haven't even taken that very seriously. Uh, diarrhea kind of fits into some of the stuff I was saying earlier. Because diarrhea is just... It affects everything gives you diarrhea. So when I talked about flu or the cold, you can get diarrhea, get dehydrated, and die. When I mean I actually assume like stress can give you diarrhea. Like I don't get it, but when I would go to a judo tournament, this is something that people don't want to know about. But I always made weight because I got so nervous before a competition. So this is when I got to sort of high level competitions. I would poop at least six times until there was nothing left in my body and then the really really big ones I would probably throw up and then start pooping Uh, and then I would go out and fight and one of the problems that led to is there was no food in in my system so I actually had nothing to run off of so I, I often would be quite weak we did find that statistically if I won my first fight I did really well in tournaments but if I just did shit too much I actually would probably lose that first fight. And that was sort of a mental issue that I would have to get over. And I'm thinking that stress level constantly of living in the post-apocalypse would be problematic in the same way because you would never be able to relax. So yeah, maybe it gives you IBS. Maybe it gives you diarrhea. Maybe you end up being dehydrated. Now you're too weak to go get water because again, you have to go through the whole preparation process to make sure it doesn't actually poison you. And you die. You just lie on the ground and die. And... uh Let's just uh, not have a post-apocalypse. I think that might be the best solution. Uh, One of the things I mentioned at the very beginning is defining what kind of apocalypse. Climate apocalypse is very much one of them. Although I've realized we as individuals are not the problem. It's companies. Because if everyone stopped polluting, it would only be 30% of the pollution in the world. Companies are responsible for 70%. And we have to start focusing on companies. I noticed, I saw a thing on the other day. It said, companies are all like, help join in the fight to stop us from recycling or from killing the planet. So help us in the fight to stop us from killing the planet. You should recycle. When really the message is, governments should make these companies recycle. Because I don't want to die because I twisted my ankle. That's the actual reason. 